Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Someone you know has probably experienced cancer, a heart attack, or stroke. The odds of experiencing one of these are high, which could result in bills for thousands of dollars in out-of-pocket expenses. How would you pay for it? With your savings? There is another option. It's called Active Care. Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from ten to sixty thousand dollars. And with Active Care, the cash is yours to use as you see fit. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Visit ColonialPen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit ColonialPen.com. Someone you know has probably experienced cancer, a heart attack, or stroke. The odds of experiencing one of these are high, which could result in bills for thousands of dollars in out-of-pocket expenses. How would you pay for it? With your savings? There is another option. It's called Active Care. Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from ten to sixty thousand dollars. And with Active Care, the cash is yours to use as you see fit. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Visit ColonialPen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit ColonialPen.com. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Willie Lawson, and this is the Morning Report uh, for Monday. I trust that you are well. I trust that you had a great weekend, and uh, this is, (laughs) you know... It's just getting to the point where it's it's getting painfully more obvious that we're seeing um, what I believe may be the end of the Democrat Party as we know it. And um, if, if the room sounds a little different, it's because I've moved back into the room in the house that we are going, that my wife and I are going to call the studio, where we do our podcasts on relationships. You want to check that out on, on YouTube. It's called the Real Talk with Deb and Will which is not a part of Fight Back Media. It's part of Space Bar Productions. Uh, but you want to check that out. You want to be a subscriber. We, Deb and I have been married 30 plus years. And we have some, you know, we've done some things correct. We've not done everything correctly, but we've done a lot correct. Um, so we're going to turn to this this room um, back into the studio. And we, I used to broadcast from here when I came. Um, moved from my studio in Brandon back here. And... Uh, so we um, cleared off some space in this room. There's a lot of stuff, a lot of memories in this room, a lot of, a lot of my son's stuff here. My golf clubs are in this room. Now, I'll give you an idea. My golf clubs are leaning up against a battery charger that I borrowed from a friend of mine and have not yet to return in about 10 years. Um, we got a, a cabinet full of, of music from church. We've got my keyboard up against the wall. Um, on this table that I'm broadcasting is the computer from our uh, our CG from church. There's an air conditioning unit in the uh, a portable air conditioning unit in the in the closet. The very same one I borrowed from from the friend that I borrowed the floor charger for. Um, there's all sorts of stuff in here. You know, it's a good thing that I'm not. I don't have adult AD. What's that? D. Uh, that I don't have adult ADD because there's just too much in here. To, uh, to to watch to see uh, to to, you know, to to keep your um, to keep my attention focused. Uh, so, um, but we're going to turn this back into a studio uh, with a green screen and the whole nine. So I'm excited about 
about it. I'm, I'm excited about maybe doing some um, Fight Pack Media broadcast from here as well. All right, um, that's why if, if it, the room sounds a little different, that's what we, that's what we're dealing with. All right, um, again, this impeachment stuff is just getting to be ridiculous. So we're going to cover um, three stories today. For, the first one we're going to cover is. Um, it's not an impeachment story. It's just a stupid Democrat story. Gavin Newsom, who is the governor of the state of California, is actually blaming Donald Trump for their horrific homeless problem in California and in L.A. and San Francisco in particular. Somehow now this is the president's fault. Hmm. Interesting, don't you think? Um, the second story we're going to cover is... Now, this, this, this is kind of in the weeds. But I think that... We need to talk about it. We need to let you know what's going on here. Um, and it is. It's it's kind of a, one of those things where, boy, this is in the weeds. This is kind of, this is kind of tough to deal with. Uh, but it's um, Alan Dershowitz's opinion about what's going on with impeachment and what are the articles that the Democrats uh, passed on Wednesday in the House and how he sort of, that, that the Supreme Court of the United States sort of pull the rug out from one of the articles, actually the article that we talk about, that we talked about, you know, on Friday, the, uh, obstruction of Congress. What the hell is that even, is that even a thing? Um, uh, so, uh, we're going to talk about that. And we're also going to talk about, uh, my home state of Florida. You know, I know that everybody always gets a big kick out of the Florida man story, that, you know, a Florida man wrestles alligator and delivers puppies. You know, just weird stuff happens here in Florida. And I think it's because this is just a, a sort of a landing strip for everybody in the country. So so all the weird stuff happens here and happens year-round because it doesn't snow. So you can be outside way dang on too much. Um, so this is an interesting story about Florida. And Florida's making history again. I think most of you will be happy about the history that Florida is making um, at this point. All right, we're going to take a little break. We'll be back with more of the morning report here on this Monday morning. I trust that you are doing well today. It's going to be a great week. It's going to be Christmas in a couple of days. It's going to be Christmas. You know how people ask you, are you ready for Christmas? Doesn't matter. It's coming anyway. You know, you, you may be, um, you know, standing there on Mount Crumpet like the Grinch with your Grinchy feet, cold in the snow, wondering how it happened. It came without boxes. It came without bows. You know? <laughs> it came It came just the same. So whether you're ready for it or not doesn't really matter. Stop asking people if they're ready for Christmas. Just stop asking them because it don't matter. It's coming anyway, isn't it? All right, uh, we'll be back with more um, of... The Morning Report, right after these messages. This is Willie Lawson for the Armed Citizens Legal Defense Network. You can have access to a growing nationwide network of attorneys and legal experts. You can get bail assistance. Um, the network provides up to $25,000 to post bail on behalf of a member who has used force in self-defense. The fee deposit to your attorney immediately after a self-defense for representation during questioning and other vital defense services. You can reach us at ARM Citizens Legal Defense Network. Our number is 360-978-5200. That's 360-978-5200. Or go to www.armedcitizensnetwork.org. Hi, this is Willie Lawson. You know, with so much content whizzing around out there, there's only one storytelling platform that helps you keep calm and stay informed and inspired. It's Flipboard. Yeah, 
Flipboard curates the world story so you can be smarter in your work, life, and play. Choose from thousands of topics to personalize Flipboard and get the latest stories from the best publishers and experts delivered to you 24-7. When you see stories that you want to save or share, just tap the plus button and add them to your private or public collections. It's that simple. It's used by millions of people every day. Flipboard is how people move themselves and the world forward. So get started now at Flipboard.com. That's Flipboard.com. It's Monday. It's Monday. It's Monday. It's time to get out there and get it done again for the people. Get it done for yourself. Get it done for your family. Uh, Mondays are great days because it gives you an opportunity to do what you couldn't do last week, what you didn't have, what you ran out of time to do. So be excited that you get to do another Monday. How about that? There are a lot of people who thought they would be up this morning doing, doing something special, and they're not. So you have an opportunity that you might not have had before. So go enjoy your Monday. Go kill it. Go knock the Monday in the head. All right. Um, Gavin Newsom. I, you know what? I hate to say this about people who have been successful and you know what? in, in some right, like being, a, you know, there's not many. And I said this about Sarah Palin. There are 50 governor gig gigs. At any given time in the United States. And she had one. She was governor of Alaska. And I got to say the same thing about Gavin Newsom. You know, there's only 50 of these gigs. And he has one. He was able to mount a campaign, be a candidate, and win the, um, the governorship of the state of California. The state of California, excuse me, the state of California's economy mirrors and matches and exceeds a lot of economies in the first world. Most of them in the emerging, most of them in the emerging world. So it's no small feat to become the governor of California. And Gavin Newsom is the governor of California. So I, I don't want to call him a moron. But when you do more, but when you do and say moronic stuff. It makes it tough. It makes it tough. Uh, in an article by my friends at townhall.com, uh, um, Bronson Stocking writes, um, the sixth Democratic presidential debate took place Thursday night in Los Angeles. You guys remember, one of the several, several California cities with out-of-control homeless problems. Go- California Governor Gavin Newsom, who has called the state's growing homeless crisis a, quote, national emergency, end quote, watch from the audience at Loyola Marymount University. After the debate, a reporter asked the governor why it was President Trump's responsibility to take care of housing, the housing crisis in California, um, seeing that California has created this, this crisis. Well, he's the president of the United States, Newsom said, and I imagine he cares about all of the people in the United States, and he cares about the largest state in the United States of America, like being the biggest freaking matters. And I imagine that you that if you're president of the United States, any leader like myself, I feel a deep sense of responsibility to address some of the most vexing issues in the country. In that respect, you would imagine that some accountability and some responsibility uh, to be supportive and reach out. Typical... News speak, double speak from, from 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 Gavin Newsom. President Trump has said this. Um, he has criticized California for not handling the state's growing homeless problem. He said this: "We can't let Los Angeles, San Francisco, and numerous other cities destroy themselves by allowing what's happening." Said that, said that this past September, they have to clean it up. He warned. We can't have our cities going to hell. Hmm. No double speak there. No newspeak, double speak there. They have to clean it up. 
the city council and mayor, county commission of somewhere like San Francisco have got to find a way to keep people from taking dumps on the street. You hear me? Los Angeles, the city of Los Angeles, Los Angeles County have got to stop making laws that make it not a crime for people, especially homeless people, to, to go into stores and just steal crap. I was listening to um, Secretary of, of HUD, Dr. Ben Carson, and one and just one of, and this is just one of the things. I, I know people will focus in on one thing that somebody says, but this is just one of the things. You've got to make it not okay to sleep in the streets. Gavin Newsom said later in this interview that they have a lot of programs to help the homeless folks. But, you know, a lot of times people will not partake in these programs because they'd rather just sleep on the street or sleep under a bridge or or under a train trestle or wherever because and people won't hassle them. They won't have to do anything. You have to make sure it's not okay to put up tents and sleep under overpasses on the street. It's not okay. This is not how we do. And that you help those people by helping them find places to sleep, to get food, to get a shower to get medical care, to get legal assistance, to get job get job training assistance, something to help them. You can't just let them camp out on the street. You can't. Because that doesn't solve the problem. Cities like Seattle, cities like San Francisco, cities like Los Angeles and others are allowing people to to do exactly what I just said. Sleep on the street. And if they sleep on the street, they're going to poop on the street. They're going to pee on the street. They're going to have sex on the street. They're going to murder one another on the street. They're going to steal. They're going to do drugs. They're going to do they're going to live on the street. And that exacerbates the problem. And I'm not blaming the victims. For those of you who who aren't fans of us here at the Morning Report with Willie Lawson, that's myself and my friend Paul Swanson on the Swanson Report, S-W-A-N-S-E-N, because S-E-N is Swedish. Um, you want to you wanna duck, duck, go, Swanson Report, and read the, the writings and the musings of my friend Paul Swanson. Uh, if you're not fans of us necessarily, I'm not blaming the victim. I'm looking at a situation that's got to be handled, and it can be handled. Because everywhere else in the country... Homelessness is decreasing. In the last year, in California, it's increased 16.8%. Their po- other people's policies, especially policies in places like Texas, don't allow people to, to sleep on the street. It's just not what they do. We're not going to let you die on the street. We're not going to let you live on the street. We're not going to. I wish that we would in, that where I live here in Tampa, that that would be part of of what we decided as a community to do. We're just not going to let you live on the street. We're not going to let you camp out on the street. Um, we um, a few years ago, a number of years ago, um, our county to the west, Pinellas County, was allowing things called tent cities, and they still do tent cities where homeless people can put up their tents and continue to live outdoors. Well, there was a plot of land not far from where I'm sitting right now that um, some of the people in Hillsborough County and the Hillsborough County uh, County Commission and the City Council was thinking about being, you know, being turned into a tent city. A place where homeless people can come and put up their tents and live. A refugee camp. 
is what it would have looked like. Like I'm, I'm, I'm guessing with no now. Now, you see, some of y'all are missing this. No, this isn't a campground. This was just uh, a piece of of property. This people piece of property now uh, is owned by um, a a credit union, and there's a fire station next to it. Okay, um, so it was just a plot of land. There was no amenities. There were no bathrooms. There was no, there would there would have been no electricity. Uh, this would have been a fairly dangerous place to be. This would this this would not be a good place to bring children because um, anybody. I mean, there there would have been no security there. There would have been no lights at night. There would have been. There's no running water. There's no bathroom. There's no sewer. This would have been a very, very, very horrific idea. Prayerfully, gladly, it didn't happen. So in cities like California, where you've decided that you're going to have a tent city, and that tent city happens to be the the sidewalks of your city downtown, that San Francisco, you, you've decided to have a tent city, and the, and the, the sidewalks of of your city, and the and the bathrooms of the of of these poor souls is the city of your the streets of your city. The place they do drugs in in Seattle is the same place they sleep. I mean, those poor souls sleep. So 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 of course you've got feces, you've got urine, you've got needles. You've got all all forms of drug paraphernalia, and the worst part of it all, that some of the most vulnerable people are victims of crime there. And who and who who do they tell? How can they defend themselves? So Dr. Carson is like, you have to stop letting people sleep on the street. You have to stop people from sleeping on the street. I believe that he's right. Gavin Newsom. And as far as doing something, um, they just opened the 50, excuse me, the 35th um, place called the Envision Center. That's been that that are and you might have heard of them. You might want to look for them in your area, if you can do volunteering, if you can go and help, if you can be a part of some of somehow of per, just promoting these invention centers, maybe in your church, or or some civic group you're in. It's one stop shopping for people who are suffering with homelessness. A place to get cleaned up, a place to call have an address, a place to um, to sleep. To get three hots. You feel me? To get some job training. To get. I, I mean. To, to get a damn address. So you can apply. Of course you can apply for jobs. Um, something. We have got. And we have to start looking at. And, and Dr. Carson mentioned this too. Something that some of us have been mentioning for years. Uh, we have got to. Find a way. That people who are. are who find themselves in this, in this situation. Uh, and get financial help can dig their way out without the government and these programs, these antiquated programs, kicking the legs out from under under them as they're building, as they're moving forward. The idea that okay, you get assistance from the government, but if you decide to that you want to um, be more independent and work more, they get your benefits cut, uh, cut down or eliminated entirely. And God forbid you want to get married or bring someone into the house with an income. You have to report it immediately or, or just like you have to report. You got a good, you got a better job. Or you got a raise raise so they can raise your rent. So you work and they promote you and, and now you're making five dollars more an hour. And, and you've got to report that immediately. So the system, so those antiquated programs can raise your rent. As opposed to letting you put that money aside and building a ladder, building an escape hatch, a trap door out of the situation you're in. 
So there's a lot of moving pieces, and the federal government is is behind the Envision Centers. So if you, if you want to know more, more about the Envision Centers, go ahead and, and go put them in DuckDuckGo uh, or Google if you want everybody to know what the hell you're doing and um, see if you can help get people who need those poor souls who need the um, service of the the services of the Envision Center to the Envision Center. All right, we're going to be back in a little bit. Thank you ever so much. Uh, for coming this morning to their morning report. Again, my name is Willie Lawson. I'll be back right after these messages. You know, every man my age should have three things in my opinion. First, should have your own barber. Second, you should have your own car mechanic. And third, you should have your own florist. That's right, florist. My florist is Christine Vasconcello at Blooming Days Flower Shop, located at 11618 North Florida Avenue here in Tampa, Florida. An FTD Top 100 florist. Blooming Days meets all of your floral needs while respecting your budget. Give Christine a call at 813-933-1942. www.bloomingdays.com Summer's coming soon. What are we going to do? How are you going to build memories? How are you going to keep the family and those kids entertained well you are going to do something special you're going to do something that you didn't think you were going to do you're going to go to my website fightbackmedia.com and click on the best of orlando banner and from there you're going to be able to book all the best hotels and resorts in orlando get discounts on all the best attractions Walt Disney World, SeaWorld, Universal Studios, and book the best shows, the Out of Control Comedy Dinner Show, and even the Blue Man Group in Orlando. You will be able to book all of those right there on the website. You'll be able to take the the Bucky Creek Airboat Ride, the Wild Florida Airboats, um, Chef Mickey's Fun Time um, Buffet, and a tour of the city of Orlando. It's going to be a great time, a great time to build memories. Just go to fightbackmedia.com and click the best of Orlando banner. Do it now. Build memories that you're going to have with your family forever. Do it right now. Go to fightbackmedia.com and click on the best of Orlando banner at the top of my website. You are not going to regret it. You're going to come back after the summer and thank me. Thank you, Willie, for giving us the time of our lives. All right, don't worry, be happy. Um, the, the the next story is a little bit. In, I'm I'm going to tell you it's it's a little bit in the weeds, uh, as far as I'm as far as I'm concerned. Um, really start getting deep into the, the the particulars of what we're talking about here, um, and all this got brought up by. Uh, liberal lawyer Alan Dershowitz. You guys know. I mean, you guys who listen to this program, y'all, y'all know Alan Dershowitz, right? So, and you know his work. So I'm not talking about somebody that you don't know. I'm not talking about somebody who doesn't matter. Someone who hasn't spoken up. Um, and what we know is that a lot of this is really kabuki theater and nonsense. And th- and, and and that's why this is for me. It it the whole thing seems kind of kind of weird like like there's some like there's i'm starting to get the 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 impression that there's something else going on here you know hardly things are hardly ever what they seem to be what's going on here the house had the had two weeks of of of, of these hearings these, these inquiries 
And um, on just this past Wednesday, the House, along a a pretty much almost entirely part-line vote, voted um, to impeach the president on two specific articles. Abuse of power and obstruction of Congress, which isn't a thing. Um, So Alan Dershowitz comes out on Friday and pretty much pokes a hole in uh, one of the articles of impeachment. Um, So here's the deal. According to the Constitution, impeachment is a process, not a vote. It's a thing. It's a process. It's do this and do this and do this and do that. Do this, vote on this, blah, 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 blah. And part of the thing they have to do in order for impeachment to happen is that the House not only has to vote on the articles of impeachment, they have to transmit those articles of impeachment to the Senate for the trial. So what's funny is that, that Trump could say, and he, he would be correct, that, he was, that if these articles don't get transmitted, that he was not impeached, that he has not been impeached because they haven't, the the house hasn't completed all of the duties and all of the things it takes to impeach him. Now I know that we are that some of you are are thinking that we're lowering we're lowering um law God, that that word it says lawyers lowering you know that that that, that we're Laura lawyers lawyer lawyering there it is that word is hard for me um, the situation but the fact of the matter is impeachment is a, is a process not just a vote. So if the House does not communicate its impeachment to the Senate, it hasn't actually hap- it hasn't actually impeached the president. If the articles are not transmitted, Trump could leg- again legitimately say that he wasn't truly impeached at all, and that would be and that would be effectively correct. The Constitution doesn't say how fast articles must go to the Senate. Some modest delay is not inconsistent with the Constitution. Or how both chambers usually work. Some, you know, not everything happens instantaneously. But in de- but an indefinite delay would pose a serious problem. Impeachment, as contemplated by this Constitution, does not consist merely of the vote by the House, but of the process of sending the articles to the Senate for trials. Both parts are necessary to make an impeachment under the Constitution. The House must actually send the articles and send managers to the Senate to prosecute the impeachment. And the Senate must actually hold the trial. That's what must happen. So at this point, technically, the House has not impeached the President. They have voted for both articles of impeachment, but they have not impeached the president. Yeah, awkward. Yeah, weird. Now that we uh, and now we've got Alan Dershowitz writing about how a recent Supreme Court um, just ripped the rug out from under part of a Democrat's impeachment nonsense concerning subpoenas. Now, and that has to do with the obstruction of Congress um, silliness. He writes this, the decision by the Supreme Court to review the lower court's ruling involving congressional and prosecution subpoenas directed toward President Trump undercuts the second article of impeachment that passed the House Judiciary Committee along party lines. The second article of impeachment charges President Trump with obstruction of Congress for refusing to comply with the congressional subpoenas in the absence of a final court order. So, in charging him, the House Judiciary Committee has aggregated to itself the power to decide the validity of subpoenas and the power to determine whether claims of executive privilege must be recognized. Both authorities that properly that properly belong with the uh, excuse me both properties which properly belong to the, to the judicial branch of government not the legislative branch. The House of Representatives will do likewise when it votes to approve the articles. 
they did likewise. They aggregated onto on, themselves the power to determine the validity of subpoenas and the power to determine the claims of executive privilege. They, 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 they took that on. They, they said, ah, we're going to ignore that. And they can't. That's the job of the judicial branch. Part of what the judicial branch is about is settling arguments between the executive and the legislative branch. It's part of their deal. President Trump has asserted that, that the executive branch, of which he is the head, need not comply with the congressional subpoenas required um, requiring the production of privileged executive material unless there is a final court order compelling such production. He has argued appropriately that the judicial branch is the ultimate arbiter of conflicts between the legislative and executive branches. Therefore, the Supreme Court decision to review these three cases in which a lower court ruled against President Trump provides his constitutional arguments in the investigation. The fact that the Supreme Court is... See how this is in the weeds? The fact that the Supreme Court is taking this up adds validity to President Trump's assertion that the House didn't does not have the authority to do that, to do what they're doing. Even if the High Court were to eventually rule against the claims by President Trump, the fact that the justices decide to hear them, in effect, supports his constitutional contention that he had the right to challenge congressional subpoenas in court or to demand that the, uh, those issuing the subpoenas seek to enforce, enforce them through court. It undercuts the contention by House Democrats that, that President Trump committed an impeachable offense by insisting on a court order before sending possible, possibly privileged material to Congress. The first article goes, goes too far in the authorizing impeachment based on vague criterion of abuse of power. But it's the second article that truly endangers our system of checks and balances and the important role of the courts as the umpires between the legislative and executive branches under the Constitution. Dershowitz pretty much said that, that dropping this article uh, would be logical. And he's made the case for how, but both articles fail to meet constitutional standards towards 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 the end with his decision by the court. I mean, with decision by the court, the entire process smacks of partisanship with little concern for the um, the presidential. I mean, the the presentational. Can't even talk to this morning. It's Monday. I'm sorry. Uh, in which these articles could have on the on future impeachments. Yes, and another observation that the Democrats don't care about the rule of law or institutional integrity. They just hate Trump, which is why they didn't drop this article, making their whole case even weaker than it already is when this fiasco began. So this is, again, this is way out, for me, this is way out in the weeds. This is way out in the weeds. But it seems to me to be fairly straightforward in the sense that when um, the House has basically said that, listen, um, the fact that Donald Trump didn't let some of his people testify who work with the executive branch, the, the House said that that was obstruction of Congress. Well, the idea, again, this obstruction of Congress thing is that the president has, if there is a disagreement on subpoenas and the like, that the House had to go to the courts to get those things, to get subpoenas fulfilled and information transferred um, to the House from the White House, that the, that the Congress, the House of Representatives, couldn't just sort of unilaterally say, you know, in this impeachment um, article that because he didn't do this like we wanted him to, that in and of itself is, is an impeachable offense, which it is not. They could have sought rem- remedy through the courts, 
which they chose not to do. They ab- abrogated, they, they took on that authority that the court has under themselves, which they cannot do. Makes sense, doesn't it? All right. <clears throat> you know, you just wonder, what the hell is going on? If I get this, you think that Nancy Pelosi does. You think that, well, you you, you don't think the AOC does. I'm sorry, I don't want to be ugly, but you don't think the AC does, AOC does. But you but you got to think that um, that, Bernie, that Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren and Pete Buttigieg and, and, and some others and even Mike Bloomberg gets this, right? Nancy Pelosi has to get this. You know, Steny Hoyer, all, I mean, any, you know, Chuck Schumer, they have to get this. They have to at least understand it. They can't just be, they just can't be blinded by their hatred of Donald Trump. They just can't be blinded by their undying loyalty to Hillary Clinton. I just, that just would be scarier than I can imagine. Welcome to Florida, folks. Florida has remained in GOP hands. This is an article, again, with townhall.com. Matt Vespa. Thanks, Matt. Um, I'm a big fan. Big fan. Florida has remained in GOP hands. You think that with the changing demographics, and this is what we keep being told, and the fact that Obama carried Florida twice, that the Sunshine State would be a solid blue bastion by now. This is, I live here in Florida. Florida is the most purple state in the union. I'm just telling you. There are more, there have been, and this is changing, and it's what I'm talking about. There have been more, about a a million more registered Democrats than there are registered Republicans. However, Republicans hold the, the governor's mansion and have for years held both houses, the Senate and the House and the state of Florida. If Democrats were able to keep the states they're guaranteed to win in the Electoral College, plus Florida, they, they have the 270 votes they need to lock up the presidency. That's why some on the right supported the national popular... That's that's why some on the, on the right supported the national popular vote interstate compact. And then the 2016 election happened. Trump handily beat Hillary Clinton in Florida. He also broke down the blue wall in the northern states, winning Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin states that hadn't voted a Republican since the 1980s. As of now, he's primed to win them again. The Democrats' impeachment circus isn't popular with the voters. We keep telling people that. Um, They credited him with the economy, and the 2020 Democrat crop is just a plane of milk toast, weak, and out of touch. They are pushing Medicare for all, which will gut the 150 million um, private health care plans, including those in union households. They hate, uh, they hate fracking, which will screw blue-collar workers in western Pennsylvania. They bash police, one of the few jobs uh, who, where those without college degrees can get a decent salary and benefits, and they want illegal aliens to get, get health care. It's a far-left nightmare goodie bag that no one but those who live in California and New York want. Let's go back to Florida. Florida. This among this is another must-win state for Democrats and the Trump team. Everyone knows the stakes. Yet the 2018 election showed um, the solid work of the Florida GOP has done. Uh, Representative, uh, excuse me, Representative Don DeSantis is now governor. Ron DeSantis won. Ron DeSantis ran. I'm gonna, I'm going to tell you. Congratulations to Governor DeSantis, but I'm telling you, he run on vote for me, Trump likes me, vote for me, Trump likes me. And he beat uh, my friend Adam Putnam in the, you know, in the primary. And it, it was it was a surprise. Adam Putnam had a lot of bipartisan support. And Ron DeSantis showed up and said, vote for me, Trump likes me, vote for me, Trump likes me. And that was pretty much the end of the story. He didn't really run on anything else. Now, I got to I, I got to give it to Governor DeSantis. He has run. He he has he has behaved very much like a conservative governor in Florida, a Republican governor in Florida for sure. Even understand. I mean, you have to understand the the purple demographics and the pur- purple politics here in the state of Florida. I think Governor DeSantis has done a really good job so far. Um, 
there you go. Good luck on trying to beat him. We love free election. I mean, I think he's going to get another term for sure. Um, Governor Rick Scott, who's now Senator Rick Scott, pretty much did the very same thing. He didn't run on vote for me. Trump likes me. But he did a but but he but he ran a, a campaign a lot like the Trump campaign in 2016. Um, so we've it's been eight it's going to be eight, at least eight years and maybe more of Republican governorship in the state of Florida. Um, it's going to be interesting. In the same year, Governor Scott Scott defeated incumbent incumbent Democrat Bill Nelson, who had been around for about a thousand years. Um. Bill Nelson might have alluded to his own um, demise when he told uh, supporters in Pasco County, whoever that whoever this place goes, so goes the rest of Florida. Well, Pasco County is now hardcore Trump country. Right now, across the state, for every Democrat that registers, two Republicans are added as well. Republican registration is going through the roof here in Florida. Despite much publicized efforts by the Florida Democrat Party and its allies, some state data shows Republicans in the swing state are outpacing Democrats when it comes to the raw numbers of registered voters. Between January and September 2019, the latest months for which data is available, Republicans registered a net 23,084 new voters in the state compared to 10,731 Democrats according to the Florida Division of Elections. That's more than a one excuse me, two-to-one advantage for Republicans. Joshua Carper, uh, Joshua Carp, a spokesperson for Florida Forward, dismissed concerns on, on Democrat voter registration numbers and pointed to what he said was the strategic build-up efforts before 2020. So what Joshua of um, Forward Florida, Florida Florida is a progressive organization that acts as an umbrella for all the progressive uh, organizations in the state just said, oh, we're just preparing for 2020. Don't worry about January to September. They don't mean anything. This year. This year doesn't mean anything. Their push is going to start for 2020. This is what he said. Those two numbers that really matter now. The first one is, we still have 10 months before voter registration deadline in 2020. Said Carp. The other number is a current gap between Democrats and Republicans that are registered to vote. They right now Democrats have over two hundred thousand more registered voters than Republicans in Florida, and it's long held the advantage. But in the election cycle after election cycle, Republican Party has been turning out better its voters to the polls, despite the slight numerical disadvantage. I'm telling you, the House of Representatives owned by Republicans in the state of Florida, the Senate owned by Republicans in the state of Florida. We we are we are headed towards eight years of Republican governor in the state of Florida between Rick Scott and Ron DeSantis. They may have more. Republicans do more with what they have. So, folks, don't worry about Florida. Don't worry about Florida. Florida is doing exactly what the rest of you should be doing right now. We're not worried about an impeachment. We're not worried about the silliness that's going on in the House. We're not worried about that. What we're actually doing is getting back to work. Making sure. Making sure that what we need to happen actually happens. All right, I'm going to get out of here and make room for somebody else. Again, thank you for coming to the Morning Report. It's Monday, and uh, again, have have a great, have a great and fab, fabulous, wonderful Monday. Uh, soon, we're going to hear from our friend Paul Swanson. It's going to be Christmas. We will not do a morning report on Christmas uh, Day, although even I have the day off. We're not going to be doing a morning report on on Christmas or the day after. I think, uh, as a matter of fact, as I'm thinking about it now, we might shut this bad boy down until uh, the beginning of next year, sometime this week, maybe on Tuesday. Because uh, I want you to enjoy your time with your family, um, not think about politics, not think about all all this madness, uh, unless something weird and wild and wonderful happens. Um, thank you again. I think tomorrow will probably be our last morning report for the year. Tell your friends, uh, send them to fightbackmedia.com. Scroll down until you get to the record 
you know, the little picture of the, of the, of the, of the record, um, click on that and you'll be able to hear all the morning reports that we've done so far this year. This morning report, I believe is 59. Uh, that's a lot. That's a, that's a bunch. That's a boatload, right? In any case, thank you again. So until we see you again, go out there and learn something, love somebody. And for goodness sakes, y'all take care of yourself. We will see you when we see you. Bye-bye now. I don't need to tell you that Southern California is a driving town. So it's important to have a car that's reliable and safe with superior performance. To me, that means a Toyota. But don't take my word for it. Visit buyatoyota.com. At buyatoyota.com, you'll get the tools to help you find the Toyota that's right for you. Compare all 25 models, find your local dealership, check out all the latest offers, and even set up a test drive. Your Southern California Toyota dealers make it easy. Toyota, let's go places. After my heart attack, cash from active care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from active care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is active care? Active care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out-of-pocket medical bills. Active Care gives you protection at an affordable price. So get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.